Thursday, 13th of November 2014. This is HPR episode 1639 entitled, Ken Starks at Ohio Linux Fest 2014. It is hosted by Ahuka and is about 40 minutes long. Feedback can be sent to Zwilnik at Zwilnik.com or by leaving a comment on this episode. The summary is, Ken Starks builds computers for kids who need a hand. This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Thanks, everybody. Uh, to uh, introduce our closing speaker, I want to uh, bring an Ohioan up to the stage here who has uh, a lot of uh, history and background with Ken, Mark McGrew. The closing keynote speaker for Ohio Linux Fest 2014 is Ken Starks. By day, a modest tech support guy, and by night, someone who takes cast-off computers and puts them together for the cast-off kids in his community. Online, he goes by Helios, the day sun who brings light even to those in the shadows. To those who observe more mundane matters, he is someone who fixes things. In some quarters, a fixer is someone who changes the odds in favor of some person or party. For Ken Starks, being a fixer, means fixing the imbalance that someone else created so that any person or party can be a winner. To the fixers, only one can be a winner. In the world of Helios, any and all can be winners, because being a winner doesn't mean being the only winner. Ken Starks brings winning to everyone, not just to the favored. For myself, he is a hero. I know from experience what the title hero means. A hero is someone who shows up at the right time, bringing the right solution to a situation. Maybe it involves incredible powers, and maybe not. Sometimes a hero is someone who demonstrates by example. We all have our personal heroes like this. 
Ken Starks is such a hero to me. And sometimes a hero is someone who actually brings real results to real people who need a hero's help. Ken and the Reglu team have done so much for so many. Like good teachers, they have also learned from their students. With little to no regular experience using a computer, many of these students are essentially blank slates, free to learn their own ways of using the computers they get from Reglu. This frontline experience, observing how the students learn, makes Ken Starks and the Reglu team particularly qualified to talk about Linux and free software on the desktop. Please welcome the fixer, the hero, the man who has brought to so many the freedom that free software is all about, Mr. Ken Starks. smarter than the button, right? Here we go. My name is Ken Starks and I do run an organization called Weeblue. We started in 2005 after I'd been injured and I was bored to death and we took a computer apart and I saw that it was an electronic tinker toy. I couldn't even screw it up. So from a couple guys helping me in my house to where we are now getting ready in December to install our 1,017th under computer. I, uh, I come before you today and, and uh, I want to make sure that each and every one of you actually know that without you, we would not exist. And I mean that. We, we wouldn't do it. Now, I, I ask your indulgence for just a minute because I want to do a little house uh, house cleaning. And uh, where's Vance? Vance, where you at? Vance! Yeah. No, I just wanted to... No, no, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people here, and I just wanted to make sure that you did not tell them I had Aerosmith tickets. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do a little housekeeping, if I could. Take two minutes of your time. We always use this time of year to announce our reclu Volunteer of the Year. Now that that's kind of a big deal because we have a pool of 166 volunteers that work, of course, at their own pleasure, but they do everything that we need them to do to let us do our job. Now, unfortunately, we're in Ohio and all our volunteers are in Texas, so what am I doing announcing it here? Because the esteemed position of Volunteer of the Year is now in the audience, Mr. Randy Norsworthy. You have no idea what I had to go through to get him in that seat today for him to be here. All right, so... When I was first approached, asked to come, I, I have some speaking issues, that's fine, but I was asked to uh, give a keynote, and I was more than happy to do so. I thought, wow, Ohio Linux Fest, that's a, that's a nice thing. So, it wasn't too long before Vance sent me the little blurb on the website 
showing that I was going to keynote and a really nice little paragraph underneath. And I do want to thank him at this time for using the only picture in existence that does not make me look constipated. <laughs> so here I am scrolling down the, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the nice picture, I'm seeing all the nice things they say, but at the very bottom of that screen there was something else, so I, I rolled past that, and holy freaking cow, John Mad Dog Hall is presenting keynote here. Now, I've never been to an Ohio Linux Fest, I don't know how it works, so in my mind, I have to follow Mad Dog on the podium. <laughs> how do you even frame that in your mind? I mean, I'm like, oh, you know, scared to death. So anyway, I talked to a friend of mine, a good friend of mine in California, Larry Caffiero, who also is known as the free software guy and the, the crunchband uh, guy. And he even said, I, I can't help you, pal. I don't know what you're going to do. So I, one of the few times in my life I was speechless. Uh, and I couldn't put it into words, but I was pretty much able to put it together in graphics. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So, Linux has had its challenges on the desktop. Okay, a lot of us work in the server rooms, we work at the help desk, we work in positions where Linux as a desktop is not even an issue. We don't we don't know what's going on. We've been told that it's it comprises one percent of computer users. Now we're up to five and probably fifteen. That doesn't make any difference. Because I can show you almost one thousand and seven hundred kids that use Linux on a day by day basis and are even in graduate school now and we're gonna talk about that. So I started to research, where is all this uh, Linux sucks on the desktop? Let me introduce you to Dr. Evil, only on Slashdown. And I'm going, to, I'm going to avoid 30 seconds of awkward silence, and I'm going to read along with you. The meat of it is I never recommend Linux systems as a desktop environment to anyone who isn't a programmer. Even then, they'd be better off on Mac OS or virtual machines to launch Windows or Linux. You gotta be kidding me, right? I mean, there are, by the way, Dr. Evil is not, nobody in here on Slashdot with that last name, is there? Okay, because I'm fixing to hurt his feelings. So, I got to thinking about that and it's not really a matter of somebody reading that on Slashdot. There's a an extremely focused group of people that read that. But when that gets out into the wild, where mom and dad, sister and brother, cousin and niece can read that, it's said in such an authoritarian way, well, it must be true. So that, that's one of the things that we've banged our head against. But I think Dr. Evil really should have, before he said that, talked to Richard and Randy Maldonado and their mom, Rose. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on there. I met these kids and their mother in 2008. Actually, a next-door neighbor who knew a friend of mine talked to him and got a hold of me and said, look, there's this mom working two jobs, no father in the picture, 
these are brilliant children and they, they really need some help. So that's what we do. So I got my car loaded up and I made the trip to Kyle, Texas. It's a room that's about as big as, or it's a, a town about as big as this room. And I, I made the visit and what I found was two amazing children. Now, one of them that is a junior in high school at the time, that would be Richard. Brandy was just getting ready to enter her senior year in high school. Fast forward to today. Richard has completed college. He has his bachelor degree in justice and is now a probation officer in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What makes Richard a little unique, even as a probation officer, is that he has set up a small clinic on his own money to bring in six at-risk children twice a week to a little facility that he's built. And he's built it using Linux. I know he did because I went and sat at the computer. That's a longer drive. But I, I, I actually, I, I was so proud to know this guy, right, that, um, that the only thing that could really eclipse what he's done was actually, he was actually outdone by his sister, Brandy, with a Y. She wanted me to make sure you knew it was a little white. Um, is now in her second year of her graduate studies at Johns Hopkins University. She got a free ride. She has to pay very little. Uh, but we made sure that Brandy had a brand new computer that we bought from System 76 for her to go to college on. We had a lot of kind of nice stuff, but I wanted her to go to graduate school with something that could handle the horsepower because Brandy is studying. I want to get it right. Biomedical engineering, there's, there's a reason for that and, and I'm going to tell you. Uh, the closest thing to a father that Brandy ever had <clears throat> was an uncle. And he, uh, and he came home from Afghanistan missing an arm. This is kind of hard for me to get through. Bear with me. Brandy told Uncle Art, I'm going to build the arm that you use for the rest of your life. And I'll be darned if she isn't doing just that. What an amazing young lady. Brandy uh, will graduate in a couple years. And hopefully she'll go on to get her doctorate. But... Randy Maldonado is the epitome of what we try to produce when we're giving these kids regular computers. Now, her mom is an amazing woman. She's worked two jobs so these kids can go to school. But the one thing that Brandy wanted to make sure that I told you is thank you. Because without you, there would be no this. And I want to applaud you. Thank you. Okay, but uh, we've been asked, is it, Ken, how old is old enough to get a regular computer? We don't have anything set in, in stone. We, we don't even have a matrix to gauge who makes enough money and who doesn't. We all do this for various reasons. 
on a, on a, on a gut level because that's where you're going to have to make those decisions. Now, Joe Petrano is a hard-working man. He works two jobs so his wife can stay home with all the children. We gave him at the time what was considered to be, in my line, pretty much state-of-the-art stuff for our donations. And uh, it was a nice dual core with four gigs of RAM, and uh, the only problem we had, all we had was a uh, was a, a CRT monitor, and those, uh, don't even get me started. So, he called me, I get, I get a call from Eloisa, and she said, you told me that when our computer got old and wasn't working anymore, to call you. I said, okay. Now, let me backtrack just a little bit to let you know how important this is. Once a repo kid, Always a reboot kid. I don't care. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what your situation is. We're going to see that one child all the way through school, even if through graduate school. So I went to Joe to see him the first time in 2010, and he very modest government housing, if you would, and that was very clean, two room apartment, bedroom one bedroom and one kitchen that acted as a dining room and all of these people fit into there. So Joe sat me down on the couch and said, uh, asked me what the prerequisites were and I said, well, to be honest with you, Joe, I think your kids are a little too young right now to really benefit from what we had to offer. And he looked down at the coffee table and he nodded and he chewed his lip for a minute and then he reached underneath the magazine and he handed me a piece of paper. What that piece of paper stated was that his oldest boy in the top picture, all the way to the left, is a mathematic prodigy. And that he had been accepted for the Prometheus Learning Project at the University of Texas, where the kids spend half the day at school and then half a day at home. Pardon me for my voice treatment. So I could not tell Joe no. Because the last thing he said to me before I made my decision was, I don't want me to, I don't want my boy to grow up as stupid as me. And I don't know how stupid Joe is because it worked. I gave the kids a bit. <laughs> so we've got a child prodigy. Yeah, actually, his name is Armando. But he's called Tony, and I couldn't say no to then, and I couldn't say no again when I came to see them in the bottom picture. I mean, the kids, I have, obviously they're well fed, they all grew. And uh, that's a family picture before and after. And they're living, they, they actually had enough money to buy their own home. I don't care about that. Once a regal kid, always a regal kid. So. We get wrapped up, and you should have seen this computer. Yeah, I could knit a sweater from the stuff that was inside of it. I mean, Joe, get a can of air or something, holy cow. So anyway, we wrap up, I get their new computer set up, they got a nice 22-inch HP monitor. Armando's already kicking Tuck's mass butt, and the, the other two are fighting, wanting to get on it. And Eloisa pulled on my shirt as I was leaving the house, she said, I fixed you a sandwich for on the way home. And I, go, I don't want to keep your Tupperware. She goes, oh, no, 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 get, 
mail it back to me if you feel like that, but eat it only on the way home now. Okay. Bologna and cheese sandwich, I'll take that any day, so I'm driving home. And I'm on I-35 heading to Round Rock, and I heard a bologna and cheese sandwich calling my name. So I got the box put in my lap, and I looked, there's, there's bread cut in half. I picked a piece up, and it's two pieces of bread. There's no sandwich in there. There was three $100 bills. And she had paid for us to do that. And I, I emailed her later and I said, you didn't have to do that. And she goes, put a computer or two in another kid's home. Uh, it's, a, it's an absolutely amazing way to spend my time. By the way, I, I don't make any money. I'm, I'm uh, disabled, retired, and I'm just the figurehead more anything else. It's people like Randy, people like um, Alan Dacey, you'll see him shortly. It's the over 100 people that let us do what we do, because without them, it would not be possible. So, in everything that we do, we always try to include the community. Does anybody recognize the name Bruno Knappen? Bruno is my hero. When I first picked up Linux in 2004, Bruno was the lead, lead guy on Scott's newsletter, which did nothing but Linux. Okay. Bruno Knappen answered 40,000 questions in his time within that website. Now, aside from that, he tutored me in, in programming, starting with Python. I mean, I know what an IDE is now, you know, but he took his time living in, in Holland to teach me about Linux. Not only did he do that with me, he did it with hundreds of other people. Uh, Bruno passed from uh, brain cancer a few years ago, and before he died, we set up a 25 computer learning lab in East Austin where all the kids can go and use a computer a couple hours a day under adult supervision. And I was so happy to be able to email Bruno before he died and say, here's your legacy, pal. And I've never been happier in my life than to do that. Now, I said volunteers. Wow, who is this guy? The amazing Kristen. Now this is this is the picture I a picture I pulled off the web. The man's name is Alan Dacey Jr. Who is he? Nobody more important than you and I. Why he's here is important. We have a distribution that we use based on KDE. One of the games that we have is called World of Goo. The world of goo only works if I can get it to install. All of a sudden, the dev file, I was pulling dependency errors left and right. So I get hold of Kyle Gabler, who is one of the two members that make up 2D Boy. In fact, I'm proud to say that I broke the story about them releasing their game under Linux. So I, I said, Kyle, Who's your Linux guy? And he goes, well, right now you are. Okay, our, our guy quit. <laughs> Freaking great, right? So, 
I'm, a, I'm active on G+, Google+, and uh, that's what I call Facebook for nerds. And I put it out there that I was having these problems because I can know like 10,000 people that could probably fix this within an hour. He had not only contacted me back, he had fixed the problem. He wrote a script that automatically went out and found those dependencies, fixed it, and then as long as the folder was in the same directory, it would go ahead and phone home and install the World of Goo. Anybody here know the World of Goo? Have you ever played it? Yeah. Oh, holy cow, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, easy. Wait till the ninth level. And the ninth level. I had hair before the ninth level. I don't do anything all that special. You guys, I don't care if you, I don't care if you just answer a question in the forum. I don't care if you provide patches to the kernel. Everything you do, every person in here, all that funnels down into my pool, and I call that the sea of Linux. And I use that to make a kid's life just a little richer and allow them to compete for grades, SAT scores, and ultimately in college and life. Now, I want to make sure that you all know Linux does not have a problem with these kids. When I go in and I'm setting up the computer, I got kids trying to elbow me out of the way. Say, I got this, I got this. You know, see an icon, click an icon, stuff happens. Right? I mean, it's just that easy. These kids don't care about Linux, they don't care about Windows, Mac. They care about, I have a computer, I'm going to make this work for me. So all the religious wars, they, they get thrown to the side because these kids have a computer. Now the parents, no. Now that's not the same story altogether. Sometimes we get a live-in boyfriend, sits around the computer all day and plays World of Warcraft until he finds out that World of Warcraft doesn't work on little Susie's computer. So contacts a friend, friend brings over a crack copy of Windows 7. Susie comes home and says, where's Tux Math? Where's my algebra app? Sorry, kid. You know, so now they have to sign a piece of paper saying that if you put windows on this, we'll no longer support you. And as though that sounds a little cruel, it stopped that problem almost completely. So my time is over because my voice is almost non-existent. I want to thank you for making me feel so welcome in Columbus. I, I want to thank each and every one of you because a lot of you have come up to me and tugged on my sleeve because I know you. You've been to the post office? <laughs> so I am more than willing to answer questions or leave, just depending on what you all want to do. So who's got any questions for me? Yes. No, you. You mentioned that you put your own distribution on it with KDE. Like, is that distribution available to download? Or is that something you rolled yourself? Or no, it will be. Randy's got it on Mega. And Randy knows where they created those respins of KDE Mint that has our programs on it. And yes, I'll try to get you that link. 
or join G Plus and look me up. You know, but I, I don't have that with me right now. Is it is it more geared towards like kid friendly, like ages, like it most certainly age range? Uh, right. Like, we haven't pulled anything out of it. We just added to it uh, from child's play all the way up to uh, quadratic equation software. You know, the, the, the software should help that child all the way through school. Okay. <laughs> Basically, limit seventeen with Debbie Junior and a few other admins, Okay. Yeah, Randy does all our respin work, and that's that's why he's king of the hill right now. Because he's amazing. Anybody else? Randy's also on Google. Yeah. You can't miss the nose. Sir? Yes, it is. And reglue.org. That's, and I will try to get a link up for that ISO on Riglu.org. But yeah, you can go to Riglu.org and find out just about anything you want to know. Do you have a slide with your address on it? Uh, Riglu.org. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sir. Uh, do you ever plan on having chapters in different states? I'm sorry? Do you ever plan on expanding out from Texas? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no. I am exhausted. You know, many of you may know that I'm recovering from cancer therapy. Not cancer. We killed the cancer. It's the treatments that kick my butt. You know, so that's why my voice sounds like the cross between a chainsaw cutting through a block of sandpaper. Uh, anyway, but I want to thank you for your concerns. Kevin. I just want to add that if you take a look around, you're going to find similar programs. I just the other day called up a guy I know who does the same. He builds computers out of old parts to give to kids. And I cleaned out my office. I ended up with like five boxes of stuff. Maybe half of it's crap. I don't know if he can use all of it. But oh, cool. Oh, so, hey, take it away. Yeah, it's very easy to find. We, we've had a lot of, I'm flattered by the amount of people that have asked me how to start this up on their own. So, yeah, it's, it's been rewarded. Anybody else? Oh, uh, funding. I, funding. I was, yeah, I, somebody asked me about that earlier. We're funded by, I didn't come up here to ask for money, but we're funded by everybody here. The grants that are available now, they're, they're not discretionary spending grants. They want me to promise and to prove that I bought certain things with the money, right? Well, what's good is a car if I can't put fuel in it, right? So, yeah, we're, we're funded by you guys. If you visit Weglue.org, that explains it all. Have I said Weglue.org enough? <laughs> okay. Any more questions? Good. Thanks. <laughs>
There we go. Thanks, guys. Hello, I'm Michael Schulteis. I'm the registration uh, chair, infrastructure lead, and uh, newly appointed volunteer coordinator for Ohio Linux Fest. In addition to helping organize Ohio Linux Fest, another way I give back to the free and open source software community, serving as treasurer of Software in the Public Interest, a 501c3 nonprofit organization which was founded to help organizations develop and distribute open hardware and software. Ken Starks is project liaison for the HeLabs project, a, an SBI associated project that provides Linux computers to underprivileged use in the Austin, Texas area, who otherwise wouldn't have access to a computer. Uh, the HeLabs project is a previous version of the current reglue.org, but the HeLabs project before reglue existed used SBI as a fiscal sponsor so people could make tax deductible donations to SBI that were earmarked for the HeLabs project so they didn't have to set up their own uh, or go through the considerable time, effort, and expense to obtain their own 501c3 status and were able to focus on their mission of providing computing to Austin's underprivileged children. It's been a great pleasure working with Ken over the past several years. And without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Warner Moore, our 2014 conference chair, to close out the conference. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that was great stuff. Uh, thanks so much to our keynote. Last year, uh, at the end of 2013, we sent out surveys to you asking for your feedback about how we could improve Linux Fest in the future. And this year, we acted on that feedback between uh, reintroducing the badges. Oh, shoot. I have to go to my list here. More developer and pro content, professional content. Uh, we had uh, presentations about Android and developing for hardware. We changed the expo. We brought back, I, I think we've had it once or twice before, brought back a pre-party. Lightning talks, thanks to Skippy. That was a first for us this year, and I think that was a great success. I, I hope you had as much fun as I did. Do we have sponsors in the room here? Any sponsors? Could you stand up, please? Speakers, speakers in the room. Could you stand up, please? So thanks everyone. Linux Fest is about you. It's about our community. Without you, we wouldn't have Linux Fest. So thank you. So this is really uh, among my favorite OLF. We've had so many successful Linux Fests in the past and I look forward to many in the future. And this is all thanks to our hardworking team of volunteers. We have a, a team of eight, nine, who have barely slept for the past month. And before that, they've been working on this conference the year before, ever since the last year, working to bring this to you today. So it, Linux Fest staff and volunteers, could you come up to the stage, please?
there, Steve won. Susan. You guys are awesome. This is great. The team right here, and unfortunately a few others who aren't here right now, but look for them later. I, either a green ribbon for volunteer or staff. Some of them have this name badge right here. Shake their hand. So this is almost the end of our official presentation content. We're going to have Kirk here, who's going to be doing our final raffle drawings and then our after party at 9 p.m. So I, I hope you can join us all there later. Thank you so much. Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.